0: Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com.
1: Thank you, uh, everybody, for being here today. I know uh, we got a, a few more rolling in as we're going. Uh, that's okay. So we'll take care of the introductions. Um, An exciting session for us to hear today, Um, coming back doing another one on marketing we've had great feedback on these so far Uh, today's session how prospects can find your practice faster so. uh, Really what we're going to be focusing on today uh, is the importance of a strong web presence Uh, can be your website social media uh, things like that. Uh, But also on the the back end side of that, the SEO and and search engine optimization for those not as familiar, uh, we promise we will keep this high level. We're not going to get into the weeds on that, uh, at least not in in today's session, something in later. Um, But I know that from from speaking with a lot of you, myself and our team here, Nico, who I'll introduce in a second, uh, we know how important this is for everyone right now is having that strong digital presence, that strong website as we're going through and optimizing those from from that back end side, that SEO, uh, but also working on content optimization. And all of you are such great content creators, whether you realize that or not. And we'll touch on that later, uh, but how to get the most out of what you're creating there. And that's what we're going to share through our panel today. Uh, So on that note, I'll kind of introduce them real quick and we'll get into the first question. Uh, But we'll start with Colleen Mansmith, who's been on with us before. Uh, Thank you, Colleen, for coming back from Hammer Financial there. Uh, and she'll be talking about what they've done uh, over at hammer financial and continue to to optimize that and it's i'll tell you from from working with colleen and seeing it's so impressive there so i'm glad she's on uh, to share what she's doing on that side nitesh verma from advisor websites uh, partnering over there their company with uh, snappy crack another partner of ours uh, so thank you nitesh for being with us uh, and approaching it from that side and Nico Vonderau. And I think I finally said it right, Nico, even though you've been here oh, for yeah. eight months now. But <laughs> Nico is our uh, our digital ma- marketing manager here. Uh, he's really helping to take what we do from a digital perspective at C2P and JL Smith to the next level, uh, but is already starting to work with many of you out there. Uh, and so I'm excited to have Nico on to kind of share his expertise and introduce him to those of you that haven't had a chance to meet him yet. So uh we'll kind of get things kicked off the first question to kind of set the stage here um for, for all this is like why is this important why is it important to focus on seo you know those, those the the magical keywords everyone talks about why is it important to have that strong web presence and social media presence so um you know if any of, of our three experts want to uh raise their hand and, and take this first but if you could get from your perspective why is this important for our audience to consider
2: Already, I'll, I'll kick things off there and I'll look at, I'll break it down to two parts, online presence and SEO, right? Cause they're, they're one in this, they all feed into each other but they're, they're separate answers. For me, the importance of SEO is to really attract more customers, gain more website visibility, and ultimately convert people into leads and grow your book of business. That's where SEO comes into play and it's tremendous. Now, from the importance of a website perspective, I've been in this industry for eight years and helping advise with marketing. And the number one reason I hear how advisors grow their business is referrals. And I'm assuming for everyone on this call, that's your number one way of growing your business. Well, guess where your your referrals go in 2022 to look you up first, and that's your website. So if you have an outdated presence, it hasn't been updated in years, especially with that next generation, next wave of clients, and that doesn't look good, you're really shooting yourself in the foot and giving yourself a big disadvantage.
3: Absolutely. Uh, t- for, and Natasha, just to kind of add to what you're saying, um, Matt, you know, I absolutely love numbers. One for 2022 from a, a big CRM player in the business HubSpot is that number one, 68% of your audience is looking you up online before they decide to work with you. The other really staggering stat that's going to come into play with that only, you know, About 75% of those people are not going to go to page two for search results. So if you're not updating your website, if you're not looking to have that number one ranking for keywords in your area, or, you know, globally, you're not getting the business. It's...
4: Yeah, uh, to tag on that, I would just say that um, this is what your strategy around this is what's going to define your impact and drive traffic to you. So you just really want to be thoughtful about this and make sure that you're keeping things updated so that you can um, hit that page one.
1: Right. And, you know, before I go on to the next question, too, I'll I'll make the point because I know we've spoken to many of you on this call that I've seen on here about this is like, not only making sure that you can get found through there, but then make it easy for them to contact you once they are on your website. Like, that's the great thing, making sure you're it's not just the SEO side, making sure that your website then is optimized on that side so that they can proactively reach out to you instead of just. The, the the email address and listing out there making sure you have those contact forms built in i know advisor websites you guys have those templates all ready to go if, if advisors are looking to do that so it's it's making sure that you're marrying both sides of that so i i think everyone knows the importance that's why we have such a great crowd i still see the names rolling in which is great to see so if everyone understands that where would you recommend they start because i i, I think from a lot of, of uh, not just advisors I hear with, but even you know, before coming here to C2P, a lot of clients and prospects that I worked with, it was it's so overwhelming. It can become paralyzing of I'm not sure where the best place to start. I'm not a marketer. Where do I go next? Um, where would you recommend those in our audience today or their marketing people uh, if they're taking this back? Where, where would you say is the best place to start?
2: Am I going first?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll hold the same order. Yeah, okay, you did a so great job it. kicking it off last time Nitesh. we'll do it again. <laughs>
2: so I'm going to I'm going to have sort of two first steps and they they go hand in hand to me. The first one is you should look at your analytics. Review your website traffic, your analytics, see where people are going, which content types they're getting the most traffic, right? If you are focused on retirement planning, hey, are your retirement planning videos and articles getting the most traffic or not? And start there. Look at what's working, what's not working today. Once you've done that, then identify topics that your target market cares about and the relevant keywords they might, they would search for to get to that point, right? So one A, look at your, your uh, current metrics, your analytics, what's working today, what's not. And then one B, is identifying the topics that you think your target market cares about.
3: Absolutely. Building on that one, for me, it's always pinpoint your target audience. Who are you writing to? You know What are they looking for? What are they interested in? And what really pushes you to that page one? How can you help them is a big one that I think so many businesses always forget is you're meant to answer that question. That's what is giving you that high ranking. So how does your brand service that industry? So.
4: Yes, I would agree with um, what both of you have said before me. But um, recently, we've been paying a lot more attention to our analytics on the website. And um, that really is helpful going in there and making sure that we're um, getting the traffic that we want to see. And then another part that I would say is um, going in and looking at the description of our business and making sure that we have the right keywords in there to drive the business towards our website. Make sure that we are, like you said, giving our audience, the audience that we're looking for, the um, solutions that they're, are going to drive them to our website. Yeah,
2: All right. Sorry, if I, if no, I can ahead. add to that. Yeah, thanks, Matt. If I can add to that, um, when you're when you're looking at these analytics and metrics, also one thing to look at is what are the top lead sources? Like, are they coming directly through social, through email? Because then you might also know those are the uh, platforms I can double down on or leverage further, right? So it's you, you don't know that unless you have the analytics. So that's really, really important to help, to help with that, those decisions
1: moving forward. Yeah, and, and that that actually ties in what I was going to add is is when you take a look at those analytics, and Colleen, I'm I'm sure this is what you did, so you might be able to add on this is what what pages too are driving the most traffic, and how can you build off of those? Like, you know, and it's it's what keywords you want to rank for, but what are you already ranking for that you can multiply that traffic from and and go even further on? And Colleen, like, did you find that when you were going through your analytics, like, are that were there certain topics or pages that made sense to even kind of build out further.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. We um, focused on where the traffic was being driven, but we also had to take a look at where the traffic wasn't, right? And is that something that we want to maybe change or refresh or maybe even get rid of? So there was a lot of thoughtfulness around um, where the traffic was going and where we wanted to guide it and then maybe on where traffic wasn't.
3: To build off that too, Matt, like if you're not sure, look at your competitors in the market, please. Like that is a big uh, piece that I know gets kind of left off as well is that, you know, who's outperforming you or at least that you're aware of, start looking at what they're doing. What keywords are they using? How is that being built on? No,
1: that's... That, that's a fair point. And I think using some of those tools like your the Google Analytics or any other web analytics you might use, but then the more uh, in-depth SEO reporting, like the SEMrush reports or anything that anyone else yeah. might be using on that side, uh, to, to take a deeper look at what, what you are ranking for and what you want to rank for, would, would any of the three of you have a recommendation for our audience of like how many keywords or phrases to start with? I think much like Kind of when uh, advisors are diving into social media and I get that question a lot, like, should I go in all of them at once? Should I start one at a time? And, you know, there's different trains of thought for that. But I I think of keywords as the same thing is I don't think that anyone wants to go in and tackle 25 keywords at a time. Do any of you have a recommendation for audience of kind of where the sweet spot is to start?
2: So at Advisor Websites, we have an STL package that our clients can sign up for and get in that package, it's five. Five is a sweet spot we find to start off with not the be-all and end-all in the maximum, but five is usually a good number that's achievable and, and
4: realistic to start with. I would I would agree. We usually are focusing on five to seven.
3: Um, for me, it's the start, where you start is with your pillars. So you're looking at four to five. Those are what you absolutely want to identify for where your high base volume should be going to from the get-go. And then uh, everything that you're building off of that should be to support those pages, like your highest converting pages. We want to get back to them. So, you know, start looking at the synonyms and things like that, saying, hey, we're going to support this particular page this month and we're going to have maybe four blogs that are pushing back to that.
1: Yeah, uh, and we just, we have a question related to this, um, and it, I'll kind of open this up with, with anyone that, that has an answer to, to respond, it's a good one. Is it possible to get too narrow on your website analytics? How do you balance the broad appeal of, a, of attracting visitors with just your niche market? I would think that that really comes down to uh, it, it, the 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 start of what we all talk about is like defining who your audience is, yeah you know it, you got to start for that and and in my experience, it's like you want to write for your audience and it, it it to me, if you have two thousand visitors but none of them are qualified, does it matter that you had two thousand visitors
2: yeah i mean, and here's how I would answer that and it, it might not be the the exact answer you're looking for, but part of it's, it's kind of that 80, 20 rule as well. Like you want to focus on where 80% of your, your business comes from or more and not worry about the broader market. With that being said too, you need to differentiate. So if you think broader market, I go, okay, you're just going to list stuff. I do retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning. And then you just blend in with everyone else. Right. But if you focus on your target market, differentiate yourself with that, that's, what's going to convert that traffic to leads. And it becomes more of a quality versus quantity type of effort, and I think that's where we're going to get the best results. So AKA, you might not really care to focus on the broader market and just focus on the target market.
0: Built on the foundation of the award-winning Bucket Plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to ClarityToProsperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's ClarityToProsperity.com forward slash offer.
3: I would agree with Natesh on that one. It, you know, a lot of times we can get distracted by that shiny penny of keyword volume. So search volume on a monthly basis, but defining, you know, saying, hey, holistic financial planner versus holistic financial planner in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, your conversion's going to be much higher for that Cleveland, Ohio one, if that's your market. So, you know, really look at that. And luckily, there's a bunch of tools out there and resources that you can easily just type it in and see what happens. So,
4: yeah, I would agree. And I would also say, let the numbers guide you, right? Like, um, Nico, I'm very much a numbers person, too. So I kind of let the numbers tell me the story, right? And um, let them guide me that way.
1: I love hearing that, too. I love markers that love numbers, like myself. It's great. <laughs> um, so, and Colleen, you and Nico just mentioned this, too, like the importance of local on search lately, you know, especially on the Google side. And we always start with Google because they're the largest and and there's others out there. Um, But they put such an emphasis on that local search that you're looking for there. Um, Natasha, I can start with you, but maybe everyone has a different take, although everyone keeps agreeing. Uh, (laughs) But the importance of and, and where to start with Google My Business and where everyone should go and we talk, you know i talked to a lot of guys about starting there claim that optimize that because that's going to help you get found in your local market or markets if you're in multiple markets there uh, but the importance of, of going there and optimizing that is there anything that you can add to or, or from your experience with google my business
2: so i think it's the most one of the probably I would say the most important thing to do for SEO is establishing Google My Business. The Google algorithm is complex and there's no, no one really knows exactly what it is, how it works. But a lot of research and testing I've read and reports online is Google My Business is the number one driver of SEO ranking. And then reviews is number two or kind of 1A, one B. So it's extremely important. Um, Claim your Google My Business if you haven't. Put up a picture to a minimum, fill out your, you know, that main information, um, link it to your website, et cetera. And that's going to tremendously help with your local search.
4: Yeah, I agree. To tag onto that, I would say the pictures are really, really helpful. Like, I think that's something that we forget about sometimes. So um, I would agree with that.
1: So you need more pictures of Greg on yours, Colleen. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that,
4: that, that's what's gonna attract more
1: visitors to your website is more pictures of Greg. That's what I think, Matt. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so to add to that, Matt, uh, really quick, just that is what we consider these days to be off-page SEO. And uh that is something that's just going to add to your domain authority is having something that points back to your site that verifies it, that actually says they do what they say they do. So if you neglect that, your domain authority score is probably not going to get past 10. Like, yeah, as far as that number there, and you're then working against people who have a domain authority possibly of 90. No matter what you write at that point, you're not really helping yourself out. So if you're not setting the right, system up and putting it in place, you're kind of spinning your wheels.
1: Right. And, you know, before we move on to the next one too, Natesh, you mentioned something that I think is a, a a good point to mention to our audience here. Cause I, I do get this every once in a while where they'll, someone will pass along to me an email they get from a marketing vendor that they had of like, we're going to help you with that Google algorithm and make sure, you know, guarantee that number. No, don't, please don't buy into that. That's those shiny objects we don't want. Uh, like Nitesh said, no one actually knows the Google algorithm. I'm not even convinced people that work at Google know the Google algorithm, <laughs> um, but that's a good thing. That's, you know, that's what they do to try and keep it a, a level and fair playing field uh, to help with everyone ranking on there. And so the, the, the best way to figure that out is to do what we said earlier, is figuring out your, your demographic there, um, establishing those keywords you wanna go after and then what Google says is they want educational content. That's what they want you putting up there. And that's what I think all of you, as we mentioned earlier, uh, can be doing that and repurposing a lot of these things that you already have uh, that you're doing, those seminars that you hold that you can be recording and putting on your website or dictating and putting out there. And, um, you know, I guess I, I'm kind of like throwing a, an ad hoc questions at our, at our uh, panel that we hadn't talked about, but like, do you, uh, are there any recommendations from your perspective on either the types or the amount in terms of cadence, uh, for adding fresh content to your website. Um, Natasha, again, I'll, I'll just kind of turn to you first. So, as...
2: Yeah. I'm going to talk ideal case, and I know we don't all live there in that world and we have our own resource constraints and things like that, but one a week would be great. Like that would be great. I, and that's challenging, but that would be great. And when we, when we say content, we mean uh, unique content, not just posted off a canned library at advisor websites and our other vendors in our space that are focused on advisors, you get content and people ask us or ask my team or ask our, our company, like, but it's canned. So what, how the SEO? It doesn't. But if you can take that as a starting point and then edit it and tweak it into it your own, it gives you a basis to start off and saves you some time, right? So once a week, unique content to you, not the same thing that everyone else is posting will help with that. Um, two things to keep in mind, if you're posting things as a PDF, which no one really does anymore, you don't really get the SEO lifter benefit from there. Yeah, the Google bots don't really read PDFs like that. So PDF things don't really help with SEO. Um, and the second piece is video is really popular now. And that can give you a really good uplift in SEO as well.
3: Yeah, to build off that, Nitesh, um, uh, one step that people will say like, hey, you know, I'm producing these videos, they're great, but they're really not providing me with what I want. Well, usually what I'll then ask is, did you put the closed caption file in there? Because that's normally what the uh, algorithm is reading. It's not taking what you're saying, it's what you're typing out as well. So you can also add to that with additional resources, links, and that does give you a nice boost.
4: I'd also just like to tag on and say, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be anything huge. It can be something that's quick. And um, I find that that's more what the audience is looking for, right? Is it something quick and useful? So it doesn't have to be overwhelming.
1: No, I'm, I'm glad you said that Colleen, because it's. I think that does scare some off of creating that, or I'm not a good writer. Um, I'll tell you i know dave allison's not on today because he's downstairs uh teaching the 1.0 but what dave figured out is the best way is the mobile dictation uh you know he's not going to sit down and write but he'll just turn his, his phone on for five minutes it will dictate that out and then our team will clean that up and that's how we're able to create a lot of great content and any any of you on here we you know we know that you have so much that you'd be able to repurpose that way even from what you've learned and, and taking stuff from Bucket plan tax management during these courses, you know, leaving those dictate what you've learned there. Now you have an update for your, your audience or your prospects there. Uh, and as a reminder, anyone with uh, Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, any of that content that the, it is on that website, uh, any of you are welcome to use and white label, like Natesh said, you can take what we have as a starting point, but add your two cents, add in a, a, a quote within it, add in how your firm is using any of that information. So you can you can even take the canned content and make that custom and that's what's going to help you uh, stand, stand apart from your competition um, from from the seo and, and website ranking standpoint
4: i'm glad you brought that so, up Matt. pca has a ton of really good content
1: um and then kind of moving on to the next one of we've shared a lot of great tips for, so far but we'll, we'll go back through our panel one more time and like is there is there one tip that you would recommend above the rest? Or is there one takeaway that you think our audience could leave today and maybe put to use um, right away? So looking at it either way, uh, if you have more than one, that's okay. Uh, but we'll just kind of go back through. Uh, and So, Natesha, we'll, we'll go to you first there. Personalization.
2: That's, that's, I think, the most powerful thing in marketing these days. It's not being cookie cutter. And that's everything, right? That's your imagery. So if you're working with doctors and attorneys, use imagery of doctors and attorneys in your content, right? Speaking to your target audience, it's personalizing to that target market because when they land on your website and they can connect and resonate with the material, that's when I get them to fill out a contact us form, call you, book a meeting, whatever that CTA looks on your website, sign up for that seminar, that webinar, whatever, right? So
1: personalization is extremely, extremely important in marketing. And you could, and, and, um, and I think what you're meaning by this too, is you could even do, like it's okay to have multiple niche market pages on your site and you could personalize yeah. each of those. So it doesn't have to yeah. just be one. So I, I think it's a great point of how they can leverage those for, for multiple markets that they're targeting.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, it's, if you have a banner photos on your homepage, which you all should, and it's rotating, you know, three of them, one can be a different target market, right? If you have, um you know like a services section uh, or who we serve or something instead of just having tax planning estate planning and 401k maybe you use personas instead business owners attorneys and lawyers things like that right and now if i identify myself in one of those categories i'm way more likely to click into that than just the laundry list of different ser- generic service offerings
3: So for my success with this has always been in keeping a registry for the site. So anytime that you're producing something new, we're going back and saying, hey, this is what it was supposed to do. Did it accomplish that? Did we use the right H1 tag? Did we use the right meta description? I know those terms seem a little bit more nerdy, but what I will say is they are what is important to any of the SEO algorithms. So The other, also just another little tip is, you know, I like to call this the Alex Trebek way of doing things, but ants always insert in the form of a question and then give the answer.
1: That could help them when creating content too, Nico. For anyone to think (laughs) of, if you're trying to think of ways to create that, what are the questions that you get most frequently from your clients or your prospects, even maybe your staff sometimes? Because if you can do those in a question and answer format on your site, that's going to go a long way.
4: For me, I would have to give my numbers a plug again. For me, it's all about the analytics and um, making sure that you're paying attention to that on a regular basis.
1: Yep. That's, and, and that's somewhere, too, where if you're not sure what numbers to track, um, what your scorecard should look like to, to keep monitoring these. Um, if you work with a, if you have a marketing person or a marketing agency you work with. Um, ask them about that. Certainly with a lot of these things you're doing, you want to make sure you're getting that marketing ROI. So you should have a scorecard in that area. Uh, but if you don't, that's where you can reach out to to us at C2P, or one of our partners like advisor websites with Natasha on here. and we'll include your contact information we send that oh good we've already put it in there (laughs) Uh, So you can feel free to reach out to natasha on your own Uh, but make sure you have that we'll make sure that we get you those things to consider measuring to make sure that you're moving the needle uh, of where you want to get that point but but totally agree colleen like we got to make sure that we're actually getting the desired results just like we would from a business standpoint measuring you know the the cases coming in, the premiums, like eyeing those kind of things. We should be doing the same thing from the marketing side from an accountability standpoint. Um, and and from myself, I guess to even close there, uh, I would agree with everything you shared. We already shared the Google My Business earlier. So that would be a good takeaway. Like if you haven't done that already, go do that, have a question, again, reach out to us um, and our team on this side. And I, I think the other thing that I'll share and this ties into what Nitesh said, I was gonna say, uh, make it personal. Uh, so you talk about the personalization, but um, especially in this industry, you know, B2C, it's, it's built on relationships and people like doing business with people. And so the more that you can have your content uh, coming from an individual, um, and then this gets especially more into the social media side, which uh, unfortunately we just didn't have as much uh, time just from a capacity standpoint. So maybe that becomes uh, another topic that we dive back into on, a, on a, another coffee break session. Uh, but from a social media standpoint, how do we make that more personal so it's not coming from the company, but it's coming from, from each person or individuals within your firm? Uh, so that's something that we can definitely dive deeper into that side. But the more you can do that on your website, I think the better results you're going to get, the, the better uh, engagement that you're going to get from both the client and the prospect side. So uh, as we're closing out, uh, thank you for, for dropping in the ch- to the chat. Uh, If you are interested in more information on this subject, uh, we do have a replay uh, of a seminar we did uh, just a couple weeks ago on SEO, goes a little bit deeper, I promise it's not too technical that anyone can attend that here, Uh, but you're also welcome to pass that along again to your marketing person, agency you work with, anyone that's helping out on that side, Uh, but that webinar is free to share on that side. And then uh, thank you all for attending. And thank you again to our wonderful panel today, Nitesh, Nico, and Colleen. Uh, We appreciate you being here and we look forward to uh, next week's session and then having our guests back uh, another time to uh, cover the next marketing topic.
0: Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right. A custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20 minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.